when I was in sixth grade, my science teacher presented a unit on climate change and what that really meant for humanity and for society. I realized I had to do something. From there, started getting involved in different youth-led organizations, eventually finding the Fridays for Future movement, which was started by Swedish activist Greta Thunberg. I started striking outside of San Francisco City Hall for 50 weeks. And from there, got a really avid passion for public speaking, started speaking at events, working with media. And then I founded my own organization called Climate Now, which is dedicated to educating young people about climate change and about our environment. I'm your host, Michelle King, and you're listening to The Fix, a podcast that shares the stories of remarkable people who are innovating and taking action to advance equality in the workplace and beyond. Across societies, the impacts of climate change affect women and men differently. Women are often responsible for gathering and producing food, collecting water, and sourcing fuel for heating and cooking. With climate change, these tasks are becoming more difficult. Extreme weather events, such as droughts and floods, have a greater impact on the poor and most vulnerable. 70% of the world's poor are women. Despite women being disproportionately affected by climate change, they play a crucial role in solving the issue. Women have the knowledge and understanding of what is needed to adapt to changing environmental conditions and to come up with practical solutions. But they're still largely an untapped resource. Restricted land rights, lack of access to financial resources, training and technology, and limited access to political decision-making often prevents women from playing a full role in tackling climate change. Evidence shows that women's empowerment and advancing gender equality can deliver results across a variety of sectors, including food and economic security and health. It can also lead to more environmentally friendly decision-making at household and national levels. It is never too early to engage young women and men in the fight against climate change. The United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change provided a wake-up call about the importance of educating kids about sustainability. The report warns that greenhouse gas levels are at their highest in over 800,000 years. The findings signal the need for drastic action globally at all levels of society, including governments, businesses, communities and schools. This includes educating kids across all age groups and levels of schooling to prepare them to live more sustainable lives. In this episode, I'll be interviewing 16-year-old climate activist Sarah Goody, who is launching a four-part climate action crash course webinar series for youth and young adults. Sarah will share her work and reveal how we need to engage the next generation of women and men in the fight against climate change. Sarah Goody is a 16-year-old climate activist and founder of Climate Now. Climate Now is an international youth-led organization focused on educating and empowering young people to take climate action. 
Climate Now was founded in 2019 and has since worked with over 10,000 youth from across the world and presented to over 70 K-12 schools from around the world. Sarah's passion is educating the next generation about how to fight climate change. When I was in sixth grade, my science teacher presented a unit on climate change and what that really meant for humanity and for society. And it was in that class and in that moment that I realized I had to do something. I had to get involved and make a difference when it comes to the future of climate change. From there, started getting involved in different youth-led organizations, eventually finding the Fridays for Future movement, which was started by Swedish activist Greta Thunberg. I started striking outside of San Francisco City Hall for 50 weeks. And from there, got a really avid passion for public speaking, started speaking at events, working with media. And then I founded my own organization called Climate Now, which is dedicated to educating young people about climate change and about our environment and providing them with the resources to make a difference within their own community We directly work with students through school programs and education. We've talked with 10,000 plus young people and given presentations to 50 plus schools and continue doing that. To this day, we speak with students in K through 12 schools about the causes of climate change, about how it impacts them and about the reasons why they should go out and they should do something, whether that's individual action, reducing their own carbon footprint or inspiring others to make a bigger difference or working with our government and implementing policy and trying um, to raise awareness about the impacts of climate change outside of our organization. I'm also the chair of my town's Cordomadera Climate Action Committee. Last year, I realized that our local government needed to do something to address climate change. So I went to a public town hall meeting and spoke about the importance of climate action and about making a difference. And from there, our town founded a climate action committee, which I'm the chair of. So I lead a group of about 15 individuals from my town in implementing climate policy. So far this year, we've implemented a climate emergency resolution. We've implemented a climate action plan for 2020 and 2021. And right now we're looking at implementing different solutions when it comes to our transportation emissions within my own town. But outside of that, the more upcoming future Climate Now, my organization is planning a four-part climate action webinar series for young people this Earth Day to provide them with the space to not only talk and discuss climate change, but to learn from other youth activists, to learn from celebrities and from leaders in this field about why they should get involved and about the clear, specific actions that they can take to help our environment. Education is an essential factor in the ever more urgent global fight against climate change. Knowledge regarding this phenomenon helps young people to understand and tackle the consequences of global warming, encourages them to change their behavior, and helps them to adapt to what is already a global emergency. The problem is, it's a topic that can be hard for adults to comprehend. So how do you translate science speak into kids speak without overwhelming them or even scaring them? Here, Sarah shares how education programs can help. 
We have four webinars. The first one is for ages under 10. Then the next one is for ages 10 to 14. Then we've got 15 to 21. And our last one will be culminating on Earth Day and for all ages. These webinars, each one will be a little different just due to the matter of different age ranges. But the specifics that we'll be going through is, you know, what is climate change? Why does it matter? How is it impacting people today? Why is this an issue, not only of the future, but of the present moment? And then we'll be introducing them to different youth activists who will speak about their own journey and speak about why climate action matters to them. And then lastly, we'll be providing them with very specific steps to reduce their own carbon footprints and to get involved in the youth climate movement. What speaks to me as kind of the most surprising is just the understanding that young kids have when it comes to climate change. I speak to kindergartners and to preschoolers and to really young elementary school children. And when I first got into this work, I was hesitant about whether they might be able to understand climate change. But they've proved to me that no matter their age, that they can do something and that they have an understanding of this issue because they understand what it feels like to be hurt, what it feels like to be lied to, what it feels like to be frightened. And they're able to turn that anger, that frustration into change and into action. And when it comes to climate change, they do have the power to understand this issue and to grapple this larger scale social justice change. So when it comes to what's been surprising, I think it's just how powerful young people are and how willing they are to go out and to do something and to change the world. The creativity of young people is invaluable in the search for innovative solutions to climate change. In addition to being natural innovators, young people are consumers, putting pressure on businesses to act responsibly. And they're also voters with the power to make politicians pay attention. Here, Sarah shares why we need to elevate the voices of young people in the fight against climate change. Growing up, I never believed that my own voice mattered, that as a young person, I could actually make a difference and have a direct impact on my future. And doing this work has shown me that young people are so special, are so powerful, and that our voices are crucial to creating change within our own society, and that we cannot underestimate the power of young people. And I want to show other young people, and I want to show my generation that their voice does matter, that they can do something radical with their own life, that they can help our planet, they can help other people, that they don't have to wait till they're adults. They can start now, and they can have a better impact and a better life and help other people around the world. When it comes to climate change, we're already seeing the direct effects. I live in Northern California over in the United States, and we have seen wildfires our whole life. I have grown up absolutely terrified of wildfire season every year. It's something that I never knew was directly tied to climate change, but was affecting me from the time I was a young kid. And when it comes to climate change, it's an issue that's already affecting Americans. It's already affecting people across the world right now, whether that's through wildfires, whether that's through hurricanes, whether that's through air pollution. So when it comes to people who maybe don't see climate change in the same 
viewpoint and the same perspective that I see it. I like to tie it back to those direct correlations that are happening on our planet right now. I like to tie it back to the sixth mass extinction and the extinction of animals all over the world and show them that this is an issue that is impacting people right now. And there's no way to deny those effects. And there's no way to deny the science that is so clearly in our face. The need for climate action is now, but sometimes it's really hard to know what to do. People have been led by consumerism for so long that it's difficult to see that there might be another way. But there are many practical things each of us can do, like don't fly unless it's absolutely necessary, eat less meat and dairy, plant a tree, create a garden with shrubs and flowers to attract wildlife, line dry clothes, unplug electronic devices, turn lights off when not needed, drive less, grow your own vegetables or eat local produce, don't buy fast fashion, or ask where products have come from. Here Sarah shares how to tackle the belief that there's nothing you can do. I think that's an issue that a lot of people struggle with. And when it comes to climate change, I mean, you're only one person and it seems so daunting, so scary to actually go out there and to make change. And it feels like even if you do make change, how much of an impact is that really going to have? But I like to challenge that perspective. And, you know, when it comes to humans, we truly cannot decide what another person does. We cannot decide what another person thinks, but we do have an influence over our own actions, over our own thoughts. And we need to use that influence to our advantage and to start being the change because, you know, it may seem small as one person if you're going to start, you know, switching to a plant-based diet. But what that does is it starts to shift the culture. You are directly influencing the people around you. And those people are going to be inspired they're gonna feel something about the actions that you're taking because you never know who's around who's listening who's watching your actions and that's therefore going to inspire a multitude of people our actions are so powerful and we cannot underestimate the power and the influence of individual action because when it comes to climate change this is something that requires each and every one of us and if we're all taking our own actions reducing our own individual carbon footprint then we truly can change the narrative when it comes to climate change every single person is important in this fight for climate justice young and old so if you are an adult out there i encourage you and i urge you to go out and to support young people, to support youth-led movements and youth-led organizations, to take those first steps, to look within your own life and see where can I start reducing my own carbon footprint? Because if you have young children or if you are surrounded by other people, then you are going to impact them in the same way. You know, to go out, to represent our youth in government, a lot of young people aren't able to vote, aren't able to go out and to enact change. So go out and do that for us or work with us to start representing us in different spaces. If you you know, are working with a business or working with a company, how can you start bringing sustainability into your own mission? And how can you represent young people and their urges and their hopes for the future in the work that you're doing every day? So look within your own life, start supporting young people and taking action to reduce your own carbon footprint. Finally, Sarah shares key actions that each of us can start to take to tackle climate change. When it comes to taking 
action, there's kind of two buckets that I like to put it under. One is those individual actions. And then the other is group actions and working together with other people. So when it comes to those individual actions, again, looking within your own life, what can you do to reduce your carbon footprint? There's a bunch of carbon footprint quizzes online, which are a great place to start and can help you look within your own life to see exactly what in your own life, maybe it's your home, maybe it's transportation, maybe it's what you're eating is contributing to climate change. And then those group actions, which are, you know, working with an organization, working with policy and politics and our government to go out and to inspire action. Maybe it's uh, starting a climate strike in your local area, or it's hosting a beach cleanup or a tree planting day with other people at your school. There's so many ways that we can be taking action both on a group and on a bigger level and on a smaller individual level. And then I encourage you to go check out www.climatenow.solutions and to contact us because we have a list of 10 clear actions that every single young person and adult can take today to help our planet. And we send those out to students along with a student toolkit, which details how to take action in your own community with an action plan, with tips and tricks, with a presentation guide. So checking that out because that'll give you some clear, precise ideas of how you can make a difference or visiting us again at climatenow.solutions, checking out all our programs, signing up for our webinar series this April at climatenow.solutions slash webinar, and joining us to start this conversation around climate change and to go out and really inspire other young people to do the same. Thank you for tuning into our episode today. It's always so incredible to see young women like Sarah leading the fight against climate change. Every single one of us can take action, whether big or small, to protect the planet. And hopefully this episode provides some ideas as to how you can get started. Before you go, if you're interested in partnering with us or being a guest on the show, then please reach out through our website, thefixpodcast.org. You can also sign up to our weekly newsletter and contribute your story there. If you haven't already, please pick up a copy of my book, The Fix, from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible, or wherever you get yours. In reading The Fix, you'll discover how inequality works at work, and importantly, what we can do to fix it. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you all again next week.